Hey, Brenna. Hi, Maureen. We've already had our first New Year's episode, yeah. 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 I got a mini, like, I, I for Christmas, um, this will really show, I asked my parents for two things. I got both of them. Thank you very much, Mom and Dad. Um, I asked for <laughs> one, a mini, like, a, it's called, like, the, it's like a Bissell brand, not sponsored. It's, it's a mini uh, wet vacuum. What are they called? Oh, like a spot cleaner? Yes. And I uh, I got one of those. Oh my gosh. I did it in my room. Um, I used it to clean that and then also cleaned like the area right in front of where our uh, litter boxes are because we have carpet like right there. Mm-hmm. We have plastic sheeting under them, but um, like a thick plastic. But uh, wow. Wow. I like took photos and like sent it to my mom. I was so proud. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, um, we got one to clean up after the dog because the dog's been peeing on the walls. Thank you, Vincent. Just on the walls. I think you're Thanks, already aware bro. of this and not sponsored, but um, if anyone doesn't know, you want a, like, I know the brand Nature's Miracle, but I think any yes, pet too. spray that breaks down the enzyme, because the thing with, I think, dogs and cats is they smell, if they smell the toilet smell, they're like, oh, I toilet here. Yep, I have, uh, I have, I, I, I squirt the urine destroyer mm-hmm. down first, and then, and then we do, and then we do the spot clean. And I like Nature's Miracle because it's, it's not too scented. It's like there's no Nature's Miracle is very nice. Doesn't like I know there's scented options, and I'm sure there's other brands too, but that's one I've used. Yeah, when my cat decided to pee on her clothes and re- my clothes, sorry, <laughs> in revenge, um, Nature's Miracle really was a miracle. <laughs> I like to imagine Amir has a little wardrobe. <laughs> oh, but yeah, yeah of all her little cat pants. I so you also got a spot cleaner for Christmas, or was that just a purchase you needed? No, no, I I bought this for myself. Um, yeah, when I got the dog, <laughs> yeah, valid. It's a good. It's a good investment. Um, yes, it really is. The other thing I haven't used yet was a bread maker. Um, because I oh I didn't get yeast. I like I have everything except for yeast. Um. Tut, so, tut, tut. I know. I didn't. I was just going to like try. I was breaking it out because I, I, I reorganized like our whole kitchen yesterday. Um, is this interesting? Guys, are you enjoying like my life right now? I reorganized like, okay, this is really like last week I was telling everyone about like the wild, not really wild, but pretty chaotic New Year's I had. And this week I'm like, well, I got a bread maker. Oh, darn, forgot the yeast. And also, oh, wow, this Bissell spot cleaner is so great. And, oh, gosh, I organized all the Tupperware. You wouldn't believe. We got rid of the plastic. We all glass now. But back to business as usual. Yeah. Ha- have you read anything? Because I sure haven't. No, I have not. But um, 2023 is the year for me where I'm going to fix all of my broken parts. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Have you done more sleep study stuff and... and- also, did you want to share your other thing? Yeah, I may as well share because now we have this in common. Yeah, honestly, our whole like college friend group is like, uh, 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 like we all like got diagnosed yeah, with this. I got to join the club. Um, mm-hmm. I got an ADHD diagnosis. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That explains a lot. <laughs> and you're joining so, the club of uh, uh, at least um, excluding a couple of our friends lady female presenting people who get diagnosed later in life because yeah uh guess what we thrive in structure when we're younger and then as soon as we get 
out with without someone telling us what to do every day, we're like, oh, oh, oh. I'm collapsing. Well, I also heard my my girlfriend shared with me um, like yesterday this thing where someone was like, well, if you have ADHD and anxiety, which I think a lot of us do, they're comorbid. Um, yep, and then so like you put your things off. Like I did this all the time as a child, where like I would get everything done last minute. Like mm. everything, like I'd put things off and then in a panic. Exactly. They're like, oh, and maybe. then if you treat, yeah, then it's like, oh, if you treat that anxiety, all of a sudden you're left with just the ADHD. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a really good uh, observation. There's a couple, there were a couple articles that really helped me. I don't know if you'll like it. Um, Max is a Miracle is probably, it's the best article I've read about like executive okay. dysfunction explaining it and like really like was a light bulb moment for me. Um, and executive's function is present is is part of like a lot of different things uh, like autism very commonly as well as ADHD but mm-hmm. um it was kind of like someone putting in words but like yeah um but hey i'm very yeah. proud of you and um thank you got that diagnosis which is really great and yep. you're going to is that part of the fixing thing yeah so i'm going to go to the doctor i have a doctor's appointment this month and going to you know go over treatment for that and hopefully answer some emails <laughs> Yeah, and what's nice so, is you're already, sorry, everybody. I, I know that you're in therapy for other reasons, but also, like, I found, and with ADHD, everyone's journey is different. Like, some folks aren't medicated, some folks are, some people try medication, don't like medication. I don't, there's never one right answer, but I think you are informed enough about mental health that yeah, you'll be able to be like, hmm, because I've had a gone on a journey with my ADHD medication and my, like... Yeah, I think I would like to try because I feel like I know what I've got to do. I feel like I have done the coping mechanisms as mm-hmm. far as I can. Like, <laughs> it's so. It was weird when I first got on it where I was just like, whoa, my brain's like less fuzzy. <laughs> it's, it's. Yeah, so that's, weird. uh, that's hopefully going to happen. And then I think I'm going to go to an ear, nose, and throat doctor to see if I have a deviated septum because that might be, um, hindering my breathing. Oh, at for night like specifically. Sleep stuff. Okay. Yeah. And then if, see if that helps, the, if I do have that, if that helps the issue. If not, I'm going to do the expensive, uh, sleep study. Yes. You know, smart, smart to try all the other options. I think also, um, beyond ADHD medication helped my sleep a, a bit. I know yours is more. Oh partially but like i mean having like the energy in the morning to like do the things and then like actually like do the stuff that yeah. uses my energy during the day help me like be able to rest at night um it isn't and yeah. you know also taking medication at the correct times um because if I, I wake Y'all, up to- once i get on once i got an 88 adhd medication and i'm getting all the sleep i can i'm gonna be unstoppable <laughs> a, a goddess amongst women and you know what even if you do have bad days, you've tried. You've done. You're taking care of yourself. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So no, I'm already. I'm already definitely deep in that um, gentle goal setting, and I have been for quite a few Good. years because yeah. I have noticed the pattern of me not being able to follow through <laughs> with a lot of things. But th- I think it will help. But, I'm uh, really. I'm really proud of you for yeah. getting that uh, diagnosis, and really, honestly, uh, what this will open up for you, because I think. It'll be easy. I've got a lot of stuff to do. I know. <laughs> so. I have to go to the dentist. That's my big, my big, uh, like, oh, health goal. That's on my list, yeah. too. I have, like, mild dental anxiety. I just don't want them, don't want anyone to be mean to me, because I, I have some teeth problems that are gen- not my fault. They're genetic, so. Um, 
I wanted to share something. Yeah, share it. Uh, so you guys know I was playing Deco Atsume. Um, and Maureen gave me the challenge of renaming my cats. Warrior names. Yeah. And I wanted to go through those real quick before we got into it. I'm really proud of some of these. Um, so, Snowball remains Snowball. Um, Smokey became Copper Gaze because he has, like, gold orange eyes. Ooh. Spots became Spotted Ear. A lot of these I tried to, like, either keep as much of their name as I could, or I just, like, looked at them if I couldn't do anything with the name. Yeah. And it came up with some interesting results here. Um, uh, Okay. Shadow became Nightlight. Love it. Aaron's a lot. You got to get that one, please. (laughs) Uh, Please. Sunny became Bright Moon. Oh, very nice. Uh, Fred became Fernshade. Ooh, I love that one. Pumpkin became Pumpkin Seed. Love it. Uh, Callie, probably one of my favorites, became Apple Bite. Oh, that is so cute. Right? (laughs) Um, I want them to use Bite more. Yeah. Uh, Tabitha became Pebblefoot adorable bandit was rust kit for a while and then i was like i don't want to like use any like star or like kit or like uh you know mm-hmm. uh what is it if i could avoid it so i i, ch- I changed it to rust root <laughs> like that band oh that's cute gabrielle became shimmer spot adorable marshmallow became soft step um oh this one's pushing the rules a little bit but socks became sock stripe um, I know warriors don't know what a sock is, but I like it. <laughs> hey, just wait till we get um, more into Sky Clan. You'll realize there really is no rules just right. Yeah, and I like to think that that, uh, that his clan is like closer to like humans, perhaps. So they've seen socks. <laughs> um, Lexi became Dove Song, which I like thought was a That's warrior adorable. name, but I googled it and it's not. So. Oh, I mean, we do have some, we do have a prominent dove. Yeah. I, I just oh. was like, dove song? And it was like, nope. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, Bolt became oh. light leg. Um, Oh, and this is actually my absolute favorite. Uh, What's well, my favorite cat of all of them? Breezy became Beetle Breeze. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> the photo of that cat is, has a plastic uh, bag over their head, which I got rid Love of him. very quickly. Um, Misty became Moth Nose. Uh, Pickles became Pickle Snap. Uh, I love that. Uh, Pepper became Two Sight because they have, like, uh, heteochromia. The eyes are two different colors. Yeah. Um, Patches became Cabbage Patch. Uh, Adorable. Gozer became Frogfoot. Uh, Coco is now Coco Bean. Um, Princess, (laughs) I left because I was like, there is canonically a princess. And I know she is a kitty pet, but princess is princess. So... She's yeah. a kitty pet who lives here. Um, Ginger became Ginger Root. Uh, Spud is Spudfoot. Mac is Duck Song. Speckles oh. is Speckle Nose. Willie became Willow Shade. Uh, Rascal became Smoke Spot because he has like dark fur. Um, yeah. Dottie is Dotted Fur. Uh, Spooky became Emberfoot. Maybe your cousin. Um, (laughs) Apricot became Apricot Pit because I couldn't resist. Uh, Adorable. Ganache became Mudberry. Um, I love that. uh, Pasty or Pasty or Patsy. It's it's P-A-S-T-Y, which I'm like, I think they meant Patsy, but maybe they meant Pasty. Um, uh, uh, Either way, they became Lost Tail. 
they have oh. a tail. It's just like they have a little dark spot at the end of the tail. And I was like, haha, get it. Where's the tail? <laughs> um, Chip became Mushroom Cap. Uh, Adorable. Macchiato, Macchiato became Coffee Bean. Another one where I kind of pushed it a little bit. I was like, I don't think they know what coffee okay. is. But maybe he no was rules a, just right. He's an Amazonian cat. Um, Melange became Quiet Nose. Uh, Chocola became Slug Nose, which was my Warrior OC when we played the Warrior game because it was a it was another point. Yeah. It was a, a, a what is it? Um, uh, snow. Uh, oh, snowshoe. Yeah, snowshoe. Um, uh, Willow became snow leg, and I was like, uh, Willow showed up after I made one Willow shade, and I was like, well, two, this one's now snow leg. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sooty became soot sneeze. Um, and this one, I thought this one was my idea, and I was like, wow, good job, Brenna. And then I realized the game already had this cat as their name, and I was like, well, it's a good warrior name, so I'm leaving it. A uh, Quicksilver, which I'm like, oh, we need a warrior with that name. Um, Maple became Maple Sugar. Caramel became Fawn Wish. Um, and now here's, I've only gotten some of the, uh, like, special cats. Uh, Joe mm-hmm. DiMaggio, um, the baseball cat, uh, he became Field Run. Beautiful. And Tubbs, the guy who eats all the food, became Big Belly. <laughs> Love it. So I, now I pretty much just have the special cats. Um, and I only name them once I actually, like, see them in my yeah uh, yard. So keep you guys updated. Thank you. That's very important. Are you ready? Very ready. For some different cats in our yard? Oh, God. Because I'm Ember Heart. And I'm Tangle Tom. And this is Warrior Cats. What is that? <laughs> Don't know why I decided to make this ASMR. <laughs> well, uh, so we found a snare, and that's pretty spooky. And everyone got really doom and gloom about it, like, real fast, and I was like, thankfully... Everyone talked. We're like, guys, okay. Oof. And then somebody, Brian McClaw, decided that the truth is optional in a relationship, which is fake. <sighs> so disappointed in him. <sighs> we're going to hang out with Leafpool? Yep. About time. Well, we're actually going to start by thanking Stormfur and Brooke for all of ThunderClan because feeding... The clan would have been much harder without them. I forgot. I keep forgetting they're here. <laughs> yeah, they're I mean, here. Thank you guys so much for hunting and all this. Well, Firestar says he wants all the cats fit to hunt to do so. And by sunset, he wants the clan well fed and the fresh kill pile stocked. Sandstorm volunteers. Her and Cloudtail went out yesterday, but she suggests Cloudtail stay because she saw him limping. Oh. Brambleglaw offers to join Sandstorm, and Ashfur is on his paws in an instant and says, so will he. And he's speaking to Sandstorm, but glaring at Brambleclaw. Stupid tomcats, Leafpool thinks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, same. I don't, yeah. I don't, like, same girl. I, I'm also like, all right. <laughs> 
Well, Leafpool speaks up and says that Brambleclaw's shoulder is hurt and he's already been on patrol today, and Ashfur had some of the worst injuries of the clan. So she wants to check on both of them before they even think about setting a paw outside camp. She's like, I'm not going to let you guys be dumb, actually. You get in here right now. Uh, I don't want to be part of whatever this weird contest is for my sister's favor. She's already made it clear how she feels. So let's move on. Well, Firestar agrees he would like all cats to be checked by Leafpool before heading out, and no one will leave unless Leafpool approves it. Sandstorm's going to set up the patrols. Thanks, Dad. Thornclaw comes up to Leafpool, and she, uh, he asks if she'd check his injuries first, because he wants to go hunting. Spiderleg says, and his, he's fine, honestly. And Leafpool says they are fine when she says they are. Get or a no-nonsense doctor. In here. So Leafpool rapidly checks wounds and sends those who need more treatment to her den, and two patrols end up leaving. Thornclaw with Dustpelt and Ferncloud, and Sandstorm with Squirrelflight and Spiderleg. Wait! Firestar uh, comes down to join Sandstorm. He'll come with her. And Sandstorm supposes there's no use telling him to go back to his den and rest. No good at all. Firestar agrees. Sandstorm says it's up to Leafpool to decide. And Leafpool looks over his injuries, but his scratches are shallow, and they have begun to heal. So she'll put some more marigold on them, and then he needs to come right back if they start bleeding again. When Leafpool goes back to her den for marigold, Firestar follows. He asks her if she's noticed how Squirrelflight and Brambleclaw have been since the battle. They seem to be getting over their fight. Leafpool is working on getting the marigold on his wounds, and she doesn't really feel like discussing her sister. But Firestar is waiting for an answer. Firestar's like, I could be part of clan gossip, too. <laughs> He's like, how do you, don't you think your sister's like, mm, well, you're like, yeah. I mean, I think it's just like the grandkids, grandkids. <laughs> All right. Leafpool agrees. She says the badger attack seems to have made them realize what's important. Ashfur must be disappointed, Firestar says. He's <laughs> just like not, he's like not even, he's like, I'm agrees. not going to pick up at any hints. I want to goss. Well, Leafpool wonders if she should tell him about her dream of Tigerstar and his sons. Yes, that's Isn't your job. That what a medicine cat is for? <laughs> Literally. To warn her clan leader of possible trouble? Literally, yes. Firestar says that he used to find it hard to have a cat who looked exactly like Tigerstar and ThunderClan. But when Tawnypelt left, he realized that she and Brambleclaw belonged to ThunderClan by birth. Whoever their father was, that doesn't change. And StarClan wouldn't have sent Brambleclaw on the quest to Sundrown Place if they didn't trust him. You should still mention it. I don't care what he just said. Still tell him. Leafpool just murmurs in agreement as she trickled the juices on Firestar's shoulder. Gross. Firestar says, huh? I know it's Leaf like juice. literally what she's doing. It just, oh, like it was kind of gross. <laughs> well, Firestar says he needs to trust Squirrelflight's judgment. She's not a kit anymore. And she values Brambleclaw for the warrior that he is now. Well, yeah. Judging him for being Tigerstar's son would be like judging himself for being a kitty pet. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. You're not going to your two-leg place in your dreams right now, bro. Yeah. 
yeah, let's not use that as a reason to, like, not tell dad the very important thing that you need to tell dad. Like, it's literally your job. Like, you said, like, you just said, like, mm-hmm. out loud in your head. Oh, wait, isn't this the thing I'm supposed <laughs> to do? Like, this is, like, what I sacrificed everything for. It's, like, on the job description. Leafpool protests. <laughs> Leafpool protests that he hasn't been a kitty pet for many seasons. Firestar counters that Brambleclaw hasn't seen his father for many seasons. And Leafpool knows he's wrong and still doesn't say anything. Oh my god. I'm I'm taking like uh the like tells boss about important updates off of her LinkedIn profile. I'm gonna I don't I know you can like be like, yes, they know how to do this, like you can affirm. I'm I don't know how I can do the opposite of being like they they don't do it. <laughs> But before she can say anything, so maybe she was going to, but Firestar continues more gently. And he tells his daughter that he's glad she came back. He thinks she made the right decision and hopes that she thinks so too. Cinderpelt had great faith in her. Leafpool knows, and she owes it to her to be the best medicine cat she can be. When she's done, Firestar thanks her and goes to join Sandstorm. Leafpool watches him go, frustrated. She can't tell him about the dream or voice her fears about Brambleclaw now. Yes, you can. It'll just sound like she's jealous of her sister's happy relationship after she's been forced to give up Crowfeather. I don't know what it is about me, but I'm like, hmm, this might hurt them to know, but I think it will hurt them more if they don't know. Like, it might hurt everyone. I I don't, I think, like, I, I just, like, barrel through. If, like, someone interrupts me, I'm like, mm-hmm, acknowledge, and then key tell them the thing that I was thinking of. Yeah. Um, yeah. She should She should definitely tell her dad, but... I don't... And also, where did we get well, the jealousy part from? We've, we, were, we were, like, talking about her relationship improving, which, yes, okay, I kind of get that. And then he had talked about, like, Brambleclaw, which... I okay. guess her coming back. Like, I, I guess. guess the unspoken thing there is, oh, you came back and gave up, you know, the love of your life or whatever you thought that was. Yeah, like, I guess I, I could interpret it that way. I don't think that is the how he would interpret it at all. He'd be like, oh, wow, you are really are the medicine cat. You're doing all of your duties and telling me this very hard thing to tell me. Yeah. Should I talk to Brambleclaw about this? What do I, you know? What do you on. think it means? Like, we should interpret this together. Because apparently, uh, yeah. Because I put up boundaries with uh, uh, Spotted Leaf, she doesn't give me any more uh, visions. Thank goodness. And Leafpool's like, "Oh man, is that why she's bothering me?" Crap, <laughs> Dad. Can you just lead her on more? And he's like, "Absolutely not. I love your mom." <laughs> that was a weird thing. <laughs> Please, Dad, that for even me. happened. Do not ask me to be be unfaithful. It's very weird. Well, can you tell your stalker ex to, or not even, can you tell your stalker to leave me alone? I literally have a restraining order, so you have to do that on your own. I'm so sorry this is happening to you now. <laughs> we have something to relate about now. Yeah. I mean, she smells great, doesn't she? Leafpool's like, yeah, but that's not the point, Dad. <laughs> Yes, acknowledged. Moving on. Well, it's sun high when she finishes treating everyone in the clan who needed it. Cloudtail is the last, and Leafpool is scolding him to stay off his leg. No wonder the bleeding won't stop. 
going hunting yesterday was mouse-brained. Cloud t- she tells Cloudtail to go rest in the warrior's den. And he thanks Leafpool. She's doing a fantastic job. Leafpool tells him it would be easier if some cats had the sense of a newborn kit. If she sees him. But Squirrel Flight comes in and drops fresh kill at her paws. Squirrel Flight turns quickly to leave, but Leafpool sees the misery in her eyes. Wait, Squirrel Flight, what's the matter? Her sister turns, glances at uh, Uncle Cloudtail, and lowers her voice. It's Ashfur, she says. She passed him just now and said hi, but he stared through her as if she wasn't there. Rainwhisker was with him. The whole clan must be talking about her. No, he's just a jerk. No one thinks You, you don't have to be friends with him, Squirrelflight. I know, I know you feel bad, but you don't feel like you have to be friends with him. And you shouldn't, like, date and or be friends with someone just because other people are, like, pressuring you or you're interpreting people as pressuring into it like yeah people might have opinions on their relationship but unless you care about their opinions then whatever well leafpool says she can't blame ash for he really cares for her which leafpool, mm, you, leafpool god you just kind of that's wrong scrollflight said she never meant to hurt him her eyes are filled with guilt and her voice is anguished He's a great cat, and she thought it could work out, but... Brambleclaw. Oh, Leafpool. Does she think she's doing the right thing? Leafpool moves close to her sister so their pelts brush. And she says carefully that... Last night, she went down to the lake. And StarClan sent her a dream of two sets of paw prints so close together she couldn't tell them apart. And at the end was her and Brambleclaw. They were side by side, keeping pace with each other step for step, until they vanished into the sky. Which, like, this is the one you decide to tell? I, I, I mean, I, okay, she, she stops there. She doesn't say, I've also been having this other weird dream. Like, if she had, like, like yeah. I'm really confident in your eyes' ability to be intertwined by fates, whatever. Um... Also, I think to make sure that that, because the thing about visions is they have a part, I don't know, I always interpreted visions with like the um, uh, raven, that's a raven rule where they could not happen if you do something, but they always end up happening because <laughs> they did the thing <laughs> that they were trying to do to prevent it. Um, oh my gosh, just wait. Oh god. Not but in this instance, sadly. I would just say... Like, the visions are, like, okay, usually, like, a good sign that that will happen, but maybe we can interpret it a lot of different ways. Like, this one can be interpreted a lot of different ways. So, why not also let her be, like, and I have this other wacky dream that I just have not been able to interpret, like, at all. It's really been stumping me. (gasps) Could you help me, sis? Like, Um, I know it's, like, not your job, and I don't know why I haven't told Dad. I literally had the opportunity, and... Maybe after this conversation, I should run back and tell Dad. Also, why didn't she tell Firestar this one if she was going to tell her sister and she wanted to be like, Dad, I agree that they belong here because... Well, I guess Firestar was already like, I trust my daughter. True. But I guess Squirrel Flight has come to Leafpool saying, I don't know if I trust myself. Have I done the wrong thing? And I guess Leafpool doesn't want to see her sister hurting, so... 
She but wants also, to give her the peace of mind that, yes, this is what's, you know, this is But fate. also you're like, eh, be nice to Ashford. What is this Well, girl? no, she didn't say be nice to him. She just said, well, you know, he cared a lot about you and is pretty bummed. So it's like, I yeah. guess, don't blame him for not wanting to be chummy right away, which I agree. Yeah, yeah. But I think she she shouldn't have to be chummy. Like, you, you don't, this doesn't have, yeah, this isn't going to be fixed things, Like, that's not the thing a sister would say. It's what a pacifist uh, doctor would say, which is not what your sister needs right now. <laughs> which, I guess you followed it up by being like, I had a vision that you guys are 10 out of 10, good to go. This definitely won't backfire at all because I am omitting, once again, all of the people who care about Squirrel Flight the deepest in her life, um are omitting a very important factor. It's all the same factor, too. It's all the Hawk Frost factor. The Hawk Frost tiger. Because they know it's her. They know it's her nuclear option button. And it's like, oh, but things are, like, so good right now. No, uh, you are building this on an unsteady foundation. You're building a house on sand. It's going to fall. Yup. If you think it is always worth rocking the boat, guys. Yup. Squirrelflight's eyes were wide. Starclan showed her that? It must mean her and Brambleclaw are meant to be together. That's right, Leafpool says, trying not to sound fearful. She thinks so. Squirrelflight says that's wonderful and thanks her sister. She's going to go tell Brambleclaw. Then he'll know that they don't have to worry about Ashfur. Nothing can stop them from being together. And Squirrelflight dashes off. I want to take Brambleclaw by the neck like one of those squeezy toys and be like tell her the truth right brightheart comes up with white paw she just saw daisy and she's complaining of a belly ache leafpool goes to fetch watermint and cloudtail offers to take it to her leafpool is about to remind him that he promised to rest but brightheart snaps at him first she doesn't see him being so keen <gasps> to help the cats who actually did some fighting Brightheart turns her back on Cloudtail. Come on, Whitepaw, she says. Let's go look for Juniper. Whitepaw follows her mother out, casting a bewildered glance back at her father. And Cloudtail stares after them, mouth open in amazement. What did he say? Is this still about the whole, like... Yeah. He's kind of doting on, uh... Daisy? Yeah, and completely ignoring his wonderful wife. Uh, every man in this series <laughs> is g- giving me ulcers. Except Brackenfur. <laughs> every man except Brackenfur. Yeah, and right now, Firestar, but that's because Firestar's like, I want grandchildren. <laughs> <laughs> and no one's telling him anything to worry about. <laughs> oh. Leafpool rolls her eyes. If he doesn't know, there's no point in telling him. And she doesn't want to get involved with her uncle's tangled relationships anyways. Leafpool isn't sure if Cloudtail- You just stepped in and were like, don't worry about uh, every- You just jumped into a different tangled relationship. Well, she can only handle one at a time. Come on. She didn't even handle the first one. (laughs) Well, Leafpool isn't sure if Cloudtail actually wants to be with Daisy, or if he still loved a bright heart and was just being a mouse brain Tom. So. I really hope he doesn't love Daisy. That would be disappointing. Very disappointing. Well, Leafpool says he can take the watermint to Daisy, but he needs to rest after. 
Leafpool stands by the den entrance as Cloudtail limps to the nursery. Squirrel Flight is in the center. Well, if cent- he isn't a daisy, I-, I would hope he breaks up with his wife first. <sighs> Squirrel Flight is in the center of the clearing with Brambleclaw, and she's telling him something urgently, tail waving in excitement. And after a few heartbeats, Brambleclaw touches his nose to hers and twines their tails together. Leafpool suppresses a sigh. Oh, right. The sign of the mingled paw prints could not have been clearer, but her pelt still prickles with fear when she sees Brambleclaw with her sister. Oh, StarClan, she murmured, was I right to tell her? You weren't wrong to tell her, but you were not right to not tell her everything. Yeah, because I would there say, yes, their destinies things. are entwined, obviously. They have been. They will be. Doesn't mean it's going to be a great relationship. Would you like a cat? Most would, toxic would, relationships are the I would like a cat fact. to get out of. <laughs> you want a cat fact? All right, hit me with your cat All fact, right. please. <clears throat> well, uh, would you mind... Pulling out a donated cat fat from our suggestion box. Ooh, I think this one's a good one. Ha <gasps> Oh, it is. Ooh, hand it over. Oh, wow. It's like, um, oh, it's like when a magician pulls out a hanky and, and it just keeps going. This is a... It'll never end. Ooh. Oh, I know why. This is a good one. Um, this cat fact was graciously given by Juno on Twitter at Juno Jewel, J-U-N-O j-e-w-e-l uh they sent a message and suggested the like the literally it is it this is the literal i love this cat fact i (laughs) oh my gosh um this is the coolest real life story i've stumbled upon like researching a cat fact and um i've never heard about this before but i would like to share it now all right you are a cat you're a light-colored tabby. Uh-huh. It is 1923. All right. Exactly 100 years ago. Yeah. You're, you're cold. Um, you're often hungry. Oh. Uh, you you live in a tent. Okay. Um, this tent is on Wrangell Island in the Arctic Ocean. Oh. In this tent, there is a typewriter. A diary. There is a gun. And there is a stack of boxes around a bedroll. And in that bedroll is a dead man. Oh. Finally, there is a woman. She is alive. She is the only one left besides you. You are Victoria, usually called Vic. Nice. And you are a cat. She is Ada. Ada Blackjack Johnson. Love that name. And both of you are getting out of this alive. Ada Blackjack Johnson was, is, probably the toughest person I've ever heard of, ever in my life. Um, Life did not hand her a single break. Uh, She uh, is a native... uh, Inupiat, Inupiat woman, um, which is an Inuit uh, Alaskan native. Um, she grew up in Alaska, raised by a single mother after her father's death when she was only eight. 
uh, sent away with her sister to a mission school. She learned English and how to sew and was married at the age of 16 to Jack Blackjack. Jack was a piece of crap abuser. <laughs> um, and uh, he walked out on Ada and her infant son, Bennett, who was the only one of three children of Ada's to survive infancy. Oh. Um, before he could change his mind and come back, Ada got a divorce. Heck yeah, probably, girl. Like, grounds of abandonment. Um, and walked 40 miles with her child to Nome, Alaska, where her mother lived. Uh, while she was there, uh, despite using her skills to mend and create clothes and, and cleaning homes to try and make money, uh, Ada could not uh, afford to care for Bennett, who was ill with tuberculosis. Uh, she made the impossible choice to place him in a children's home where he would get better treatment, but she would lose custody. Oh, that's rough. Ada didn't give up. Uh, she needed to make money uh, to help her son. And her, like, sp her, like, sort of uh, determination did not go unnoticed. Uh, the town's police chief uh, let Ada know that there was an upcoming Arctic expedition uh, that was looking for Inuit people to go to Wrangell Island to claim it for Canada or for the UK. I don't know which one. It I found both on different sources. So, but... Either way, it doesn't matter. It belongs to Russia now. <laughs> um, Ada was a seamstress, and the expedition needed fur clothing. And she also spoke English well. Uh, so the police chief thought that this would be a good opportunity for her um, yeah. to make money. Um, uh, and the trip was being funded by uh, Vilyalmer Stefansson who uh, had an uncurbable enthusiasm for Arctic expeditions. Despite everything. Um, Ada assumed that other Inuit folk would join uh, this expedition, but it ended up only being her, hired mm -hmm. as the seamstress and cook, and four American men. Uh, Lorne Knight, Milton Gala, Alan Crawford, and Ferd Maurer. Maurer going on this trip is a little bit surprising to me because he was previously stuck on Wrangell Island for eight months after a shipwreck during an earlier ill-fated expedition funded by our generous <laughs> Vilyalmer Stefansson. Um, and he's like, but I'll... No spoilers. <laughs> I'll give this another go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no spoilers about that, uh, since that's a cat fact for another day. Oh. Um, and, you know, there's no way this, this, this is going to go as badly as that did. <laughs> well, um, after being left on Wrangell Island on September 15th, 1921, uh... I'm not, like, 100% like how it exactly worked, but I believe they're like, we're going to settle here, and then we'll have, like, territorial rights, and we'll claim it for our countries. Like, I think that was the idea. Um, so they just have to, they have to survive. <laughs> they can just, like, be there. Um, like, you can just be there for, like, a day. They have to, like, stay. Um, and for about a year, things went okay. But then come January 1923, so... Pretty much a year later, because it was at the end of twenty. It was at the end of nineteen twenty-one, and now we're at the start of nineteen twenty-three. Uh, depleted rations and poor hunting meant that food and morale was running low. <laughs> Three of the four men, Gall, Crawford, and Marer, 
left to cross the 90 miles of frozen sea to get help in Siberia. They were never seen again by anyone. So they did not get back to the camp. They didn't make it to a different country. So it's not like they abandoned the expedition. They most likely died. Yeah. Uh, Knight, the last American man, had stayed behind because he was deeply ill with scurvy, so he couldn't make the trip. Um, And it was up to Ada to both uh, care for him and keep them alive. So despite having, like, little experience in survival, uh, she did it. She she would hunt, she would trap, um, uh, she would get food for them, and she would also care care for the ailing Knight, who... um, she kept a journal throughout this whole thing, um, which you can read. It is oh, linked, guys. That's cool. Um, please read. Please read the article um, that I also have linked. That's about sort of like who her diary like should belong to Native people who it was donated by. Um, moving on. Um, that's also linked. Uh, but Knight was a like a piece of crap to her as well. Like he he didn't treat her well even though she was keeping him alive he like accused her of like not giving him enough food and starving him even though she would give him more food than oh she was gosh. eating and also she was starving um he like the worst thing he was like i know now i know why your husband did those things to you like he like victim blamed her for her own abuse like i am i could not be as strong of a person as her because she cared for him for six months until he passed away due to his illness. Like she, I could, I would have smothered the guy, you know? Oh, yeah. like, I've just been like, okay, um, I'm just going to feed myself. But no, she, she, she took care of him and like she would move him so he wouldn't get bed sore. She would keep his feet warm to prevent like, um, uh, frostbite, like kept him alive for six months, already sick in an, in an impossibly terrible condition. Yeah. Like, uh, for survival. So, and when he died, she was too weak to bury him, which is why she had to keep him in in that place with her. Mm. Um, uh, and then she was alone with Vic, the cat, who was still there, however. Uh-huh. Um, and Ada was still not giving up. Uh she kept on keeping on. And I want to highlight the fact that while she had some of these skills, like sewing and English, uh, like the hunting and all that stuff, like she was teaching herself to do a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Um, and the fear was constant. Like polar bears, she would sleep with the gun above her head, uh, hanging on a rack, so that if they came when she was asleep, she could get rid of them right away. Yeah. Uh, she made like a makeshift platform to keep an eye out. Uh when their boat got destroyed, like their smaller boat got destroyed in a storm, she made a whole new one. Um, Go girl! Out of like driftwood and animal skins, she made her own like reindeer skin jacket um, and repaired their tent. Um, so she was like, "I'm, I am going to see my son." And but she like had moments of weakness, which she ta- talked about in her diary, and she. Um, there was a typewriter left behind by one of the men. And in that she recorded the death of night so that people would know what happened. Yeah. Um, and, uh, in her journal, there's also a document where she, uh, wrote an informal will for her son mm. because she knew it was very possible. She may not yeah. make it back. And she wanted to make sure that her son, that someone knew where her son was and would take, give him the money for that was supposed to go to her from the expedition. Yeah. Um, 
And after what must have felt like forever, um, it was eight months after the men left and nearly three months since Knight died on August 20th, 1923, almost two years after they first arrived on Wrangell Island, uh, the ship Donaldson landed and found Ada's impressive makeshift survival camp. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to send you, Maureen, a photo of her. Oh. Right now, taken on um, the ship she was rescued on. Uh, and this photo... <gasps> With the um, kitty! You can just kind of see... Yeah, she's holding Vic in the photo. I don't know what color Vic is uh, because she seems to be a light-colored tabby, but I can't tell if she's, like, cream or orange. Um, but you can just see in this, like, her expression is, like, seeming to hold together a lot of, like, relief, happiness, and also, like, exhaustion. Yeah. <laughs> um, and... Uh, but they both got out alive. Um, and so when she returned home, uh, she ended up taking her son to Seattle, uh, with the money and got him treatment. Um, he, she was heralded at, at the time as like, uh, like the female Robinson Crusoe. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, she was amazing. The only money she made was her payment from the trip. Ah. Uh. Uh, Villiamer, uh, <laughs> he wrote a book about it. None of that money went to her. He made money off of her story of survival. Didn't give her any of it. Oh, my God. No, she lived till she was 85. Like, she continued to live. She actually got remarried, had another son, Billy. Um, Bennett, uh, was, he was sickly for pretty much the rest of his life. He did live till he was 58, most likely because of the efforts his mother put in when he was very young yeah. to help him survive. Um, and also just like another <laughs> thing, like all of these terrible white men, like try to take advantage of her. Like one of the guys, like one of the people who rescued her, um, accused her of killing Knight, uh, and did so by like literally ripping pages out of her diary that, like, literally told the truth. And, like, eventually, like, they're like, you're lying. And he's like, oh, yeah, sorry. Like, so, like, he tried to discredit her and, like, blame her. Awful. Uh, for what happened at night, even though she kept Knight alive. Like, if maybe they'd been two months earlier, maybe Knight could have lived, you know? Um, yeah. So, it, she, she did continue to live on. She didn't make money off of her story. Um, but she did live, uh, she, she, from Seattle, she did eventually move uh, back up to Alaska and is actually buried in Anchorage, Alaska. Um, and her son, Billy, uh, it's not 100% known um, what became of, him, became of him, but it was known that he was uh, very proud of his mother yeah. and her accomplishments. And I think anyone uh, should be. So uh, it's a amazing story of survival and the fact that she kept the cat alive. Um, I know, like, this is, like... Loosely tied to a cat, but um, there was a cat there, and he was like, or uh, Vic, I believe, was a girl based on Victoria. It was just like, wow, yeah, where'd all the people go? <laughs> just you and me, girl. Alrighty, so Some tough gals, and you you can you can read her diary in full. Um, it is it has been uploaded um uh, by the uh, historical society. Her son uh, Billy, I believe, donated it um to the Anchorage Museum. Um, and there was like. 
a, a there's a good article linked um in in the cat fact sources about like you know sort of like the question of okay who should this like belong to like the native people this museum like who should care for these documents um and but they are published and they seem to have come to agreement of like we're gonna keep them here but they belong to obviously a, a lot of different people yeah um because um not only was she an Inupit woman but she uh um was also an explorer hired by, um, you know, Canada, UK. I don't remember exactly. I, I couldn't figure out which exactly who was really sponsoring this. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, Ada Blackjack Johnson, the coolest, the coolest lady ever. Nice. Um, really deserved more accolades when she was um, alive, but uh, she will have all the respect now. What a gal. And Vic. Vic the cat. Vic Ooh, the Vic. cat. Go Vic. Vic's like, I will blossom in any conditions. <laughs> May I have a little meat? Yes, thank you. Oh. Yeah, I definitely, if I was alone, I'd need I'd need a cat or a dog or someone. Glad yeah, she had some company. Oh, from, I didn't like read through like all of it. Um like, it's super detailed. I did read through uh, most of it or skimmed it. Uh, I don't think she really uh, noted that Vic was there that I could find. But also, like, her her journal entries are, like, you know, found elk, caught fox, you know. Yeah. Too cold to go out today, you know. So it's more like, here's a log and I don't want to go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, what a, what a story. Thank you, Brenna. Yeah, and thank you, uh, thank you, Juno, for uh, sending this cat fact in via Twitter. Very much appreciated. Uh, they once again are at Juno Jewel on Twitter. If you want to check them out, and thank you again for that really awesome cat fact. Are you ready to hang out with our guy? I. Yes, I know I'm going to be mad because he, unless he's about to really ruin the moment, it's going to be really romantic and he doesn't deserve it. Brambleclaws back in that dark forest. Oh my god! This better end with him uh, punching his dad in the face. He gets to the meeting place where Hawkfrost is already waiting with Tigerstar. Hawkfrost asks where's he been? But this has been Brambleclaw's first restful night since the badger attack. And he tries to ignore the guilt he feels. He couldn't tell Squirrelflight about meeting Tigerstar. She would never understand that he can be loyal to his clan and still see his father. Because, like, can you? No! How many times did your dad try to destroy this very clan? Are you dumb? Yes. He's dumb. Tigerstar greets his son. He hasn't been here for nearly a quarter moon. If he wants power, he must commit himself. Every hair, every claw, every drop of blood. Anything less is weakness. Brambleclaw protests that he is committed. And he explains the badger attack, mindful of Hawkfrost listening, because he doesn't want to give too much away to a warrior of a rival clan. Uh, but Brambleclaw finishes that he's hardly even slept. There's been too much to do. 
how are you going to be mindful of, like, another clan when you, like, oh, yeah, I gotta make sure to stay loyal to uh, Thunder Clan when you're literally... The the mental gymnastics he's doing to justify this... Oh, yeah. ...is gold. Olympic gold, guys. Never seen a routine this complex. <laughs> well, Tiger Star said he fought with courage. He's proud his son was prepared to risk his life to save his clan. He hadn't told Tigerstar what he'd done during the attack, but he must have been watching him the entire time. The taunt of weakness had been a test. Tigerstar tells Brambleclaw to make sure Firestar remembers how bravely he fought and how hard he's worked for his clan. It will serve him well when Firestar comes to choose a deputy. Brambleclaw stares at Tigerstar. He fought to help his clanmates, not make a step towards power. But he does feel a twinge of satisfaction. And Firestar was trusting him with important duties. Maybe Firestar does think he'd be a good choice for deputy. But Brambleclaw reminds his- It's like you, he's not even being led by a carrot. It's like a fake carrot. It's a wooden carrot- painted crappily, and he's just like, oh my god, chomp, chomp, chomp. <laughs> well, Brambleclaw reminds his father that he hasn't had an apprentice yet, and Firestar won't choose a deputy until he's sure Greystripe is dead. Tigerstar says he needs to delay his decision until he has time to be given an apprentice. And he asks Hawkfrost what he thinks. Hawkfrost suggests to encourage Firestar to think Greystripe is still alive. It can't be true, of course, Hawkfrost says. But it's what Firestar wants to believe. It shouldn't be hard to convince him. And Brambleclaw doesn't like the idea of manipulating Firestar like that, especially knowing how much Greystripe meant to him. Where's her conscience? Like, what is- what? Oh, I don't, don't like to, like, lie. What? I, like, I can't wrap my head around this. I'll try to stop, like... <laughs> it, it's just, like... Wh- no, I know. It's, it's baffling. But Hawkfrost's advice is sound. The longer Firestar clung to the belief that Greystripe would return the better chance Brambleclaw would get an apprentice before he appointed a new deputy. Tigerstar gives Hawkfrost an approving nod and turns to Brambleclaw again. What else? Er, Brambleclaw hesitates. He'll make sure he takes care of the deputy duties? That'll make a good impression on Firestar while also making him feel that it's not urgent to choose a new deputy. Kid, 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 come on. If you're gonna do this, like, if you're gonna be this master manipulator, or rather you're being manipulated into being a master manipulator, which is, like, also insane, um, why hold back at this point? Kill a kid. (laughs) Kill a kid. Kill a kid and be like, oh, blame Daisy. Like, mix some dirt in with the water. I mean, like, cat dirt in with the water. Get, uh, some kids sick. And be like, oh my god, Daisy, why would you do this? And, like, you know, just really 
I don't know, do something diabolical at this point because it doesn't make sense for it to hold back if... Oh. And, Tiger Star prompts, Brambleclaw tries wildly to think of anything, and Hawkfrost tells him to make friends with Daisy's kits. They'll be the next apprentices, and if one of them asks for Brambleclaw as his mentor, he's set. Brambleclaw says he can do that, they're, they're good kits, even if their mother isn't clan-born. And Brambleclaw thinks that he'd like to mentor Barry Kit. Brambleclaw asks Tigerstar if it matters that their mother came from Horse Place. And he remembers how his father ordered the murder of half-clan cats when he'd taken over RiverClan. Were the stories not true? You idiot. You were there! Or had Tigerstar changed his mind since then? Like, you have Stormfur probably, like, sleeping next to you right now. Like, who Tigerstar was going to kill for being half-clan. Like, one of your best friends. Was, like, a- was one of the kids who had to watch his uncle die. Yeah, after Tigerstar ordered his murder. Yeah. So. Was Bram- and like, and Brambleclaw was there, trained as an apprentice with Stormfur because of that. And it's not like a couple generations are pa- have no. passed, and like this can like descend into like mm, it's like a mythos. It's like it just happened. Yeah, it's guys. been like less than a year. And, like, and and it's not like, and that's not like folks are like, yeah, folks like in River Clan aren't really talking about it. But I don't think ThunderClan is, like, keeping any of their opinions to themselves. Like, maybe they don't want to talk about, like, because they're focused on some other, like, trying to survive. Yeah. But if you'd be like, hey, guys, uh, quick question. I forgot. (laughs) Plum forgot. What, what did Tiger Star, I know, ooh, awkward, because he's like, you know, dad, but, um, why don't we like Tiger Star again? Like, I'm sure folks would love to tell you why your dad's evil. They love to bring it up. Yeah. I mean, just say, hey, Stormfur, what happened in River Clan because of Tiger Star again? Oh, oh, he, he wanted your mentor to murder you? Oh, he starved you and kept you prisoner? Oh, that's rough, buddy. Like, uh, it's absolutely- I, I think I will not hang out with a person like that. I don't think. They seem, like, very friendly. Yeah, I don't think uh, maybe he has the best values and has um, advice that's worth taking into account. So maybe Tigerstar changed his mind uh, since then. You know? No. Well, Tigerstar... He's dead. Tigerstar growls that their mother should go back to where she came from. She'll never be any use to the clan. But the kits may do well enough if properly trained. Hawk Frost says not to forget that his mother wasn't clan-born either. River Clan won't forget it, but it doesn't make him weak or stupid. Tiger Star nods, like, oh, that was kind of my bad, I suppose. He's like, oopsie, forgot forgot the, the goal here again. Well, his mother was a rogue, but if he dedicates himself to the warrior code, he will be as good as any of those who despise him. He himself became leader of a clan that he wasn't born to. So, like, why are you so against- After being kicked out of your original clan, 
But why are you so down about half clan? Like you uh, were from. Uh, it's just Tiger Star is just. And also weird that he can't like lie about it. Yeah. But he says Daisy's kids are too young to remember anything but being a part of Thunder Clan. Tiger Star pauses and then adds, "Being clan born is important, but they all work with what they're given on the path towards power." Okay. So even a kitty pet like Firestar, Brambleclaw starts, and Tiger Star hisses furiously. He snarls that Firestar will never lose his filthy kitty pet scent. It only weakens him. And now he's welcomed that River Clan cat who abandoned his clan. Stormfur is back, Hawkfrost asks. Brambleclaw nods. He and Brooke stayed to help them recover, but he expects they'll leave for River Clan okay. soon. What? Okay. What? You were like, uh, I'm not gonna say anything about the badger attack, or I'm gonna make sure I speak nigger, but there's like, oh yeah. Well, Hawkfrost's eyes here's, narrowed, and Brambleclaw- Here's something you should know. Bram- that's really none of your business. Brambleclaw wonders what he's thinking, and he wished that Tigerstar hadn't revealed that Stormfur was back. And he has a sudden- What are you thinking? He has a sudden impulse to warn Stormfur. But he can't figure out why he feels that Hawkfrost might be a threat to him. And besides, he couldn't tell any cat about these night meetings. A powerful blow yeah. catches Brambleclaw in the side and sends him crashing to the ground. Tigerstar holds him down, glaring furiously at him. Always keep watch, he spat at his son. Brambleclaw is able to dislodge him, and they fight, and Tigerstar is attacking with his teeth bared and his claws unsheathed. When Tigerstar finally steps back, Brambleclaw is gasping for breath. This fight was fiercer than the normal training sessions they have here in the dark. His shoulder wound is torn open. You should move faster, Tigerstar snarled and leapt at Brambleclaw again. Hawkfrost springs between him. Between them. He and Tigerstar are locked in a tangled battle, giving Brambleclaw the chance to recover. Tigerstar is breathless when they break apart at last. Enough, he says. They'll meet again tomorrow night. He tells Brambleclaw to speak to the horseplace kits to gain their trust. If no one wants to be his apprentice, his path to becoming deputy will be clearer. Oh, if one, sorry. If one wants to be his apprentice, his path to becoming deputy will be clearer. Brambleclaw bounds through the dark forest, light as the wind despite his shoulder wound. Tigerstar had given him nothing but good advice. He'd be serving ThunderClan well if he befriended Barrykit and took on deputy duties. These meetings with Tigerstar would make him a better warrior, more loyal to his clan, and give him skills to make him an effective leader. Bro? I feel... I think I'm being gaslit. I... What about that interaction was good? Right? Like... What did we... What did we learn? Like, what of value did we learn? I should be nice. I should uh, befriend kids. I should be nice to children. I should, uh... (sighs) 
No, nothing. I can't think of a single thing that we haven't already been like, hmm, maybe we should, uh, like, maybe discuss the deputy thing with Firestar. Brambleclaw. Maybe we should not bully kids. Maybe. Hey, maybe Daisy isn't really fit for this life. Doesn't mean that she deserves to die. You freak. Just because she's not gonna, like, punch a guy out doesn't mean she can't be a contributing member of this clan. Remember, it's not all about, oh gosh, how powerful you are. I mean, that's just like a clan issue. Um, but I'm... Brambleclaw wakes up in the warrior's den. There's a throbbing ache from his ear to his belly, and the fur on his shoulder is matted with blood. He had been dreaming when he fought Firestar, or Titan, sorry. He had been dreaming when he fought Tigerstar. Why should the wound have opened again? And why did he feel so tired, as if he hadn't slept at all? <sighs> Seems like uh, this dark place, this, uh, this dark dreamy place might have some real world consequences. Yeah, no, duh. Oh my god. It's like one thing to have like seen it in a dream, like from a third party's perspective, to actually like be there and see like how how not he's not even that trying that hard. No. Brembleclaw, you are weak. Yeah. Like, you are weak. There I take back anything I ever said that was positive about you because oh my god it's not even like a conflict like leaf pools conflict yeah was like like yes it was frustrating but also like understandable yeah because like she was torn between a very like not a hundred percent like great romantic interest, but not like a bad love interest. Like he wasn't he wasn't really that toxic. It was just kind of a weird, like they weren't neither of them really good for each other. Yeah, it was just time. kinda they were both young. Crowfeather was really hurting. Leafpool was, you know, really questioning her place in life and right. in her clan. So it was just kind of you know, like Versus- it was it was frustrating but understandable. Yeah, those were all the elements that that, that was in that. Yours is, you have been actively forgiven. Like, it wasn't fair that you were judged for being this guy's son, but you've been actively told by the two people you probably respect the most, Squirrel Flight and Firestar, that just because that's where you came from, we know that you are loyal to us and we know that you're a good guy. You are you are a solid dude. They have told you that. And he's like, thank goodness that they know that. I'm so happy. And then he turns around and he's taking instructions. And then he's like, oh, and here's my brother who I've had some good convos with. I've, like, what have you done with him? Like, what makes you so loyal to him? Because if you don't want people to be like, well, I'm not my dad, then why does it matter so much that this guy's your brother? Yeah. You weren't raised with him. You didn't grow up with him. It doesn't really make sense that he even feels this connected to Hawk Frost. Go talk like, to your I mom. I guess, like, he feels... God, Goldenflower's still alive! Like, 
And 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 you also have people, who, many of whom are your best friends, who have been directly harmed. Yeah, directly. Not even like many years ago. Like recently. Look Very at Brightheart. That was Tiger Star's <laughs> fault. By this man that you are taking wrestling lessons from? Like, what are you learning? You're not learning anything from him that's of value. Like, you can't learn how to be a good leader from him because he was a very bad leader. He was like, he, he objectively wasn't. a he... bad leader. Like, Rimclaw, what? What do you? You don't have a good reason. It's not like he didn't know his dad. It's not nope, like he yeah. didn't like get to hang out with him when he was a kid. He sure did. Yeah. Thanks, Darkstripe. Like, yeah, he saw. He saw. And like I said, Storm, little Stormpaw, who Tiger Star ordered his own mentor to kill him, and then watched his mentor get killed right in front of him and was being starved and held prisoner in his own clan, was taken to Thunder Clan, and, you know, Bramble, Brambleclaw was there for that, as, his, you know, about the same age as him. You know, they trained together. And it's like, it's, it's like, I, I understand Hawkfrost. Oh, yeah, Hawk same. Frost, it makes sense. He didn't know this guy, he didn't know, but really, what was, he wasn't there. Exactly. And if he Hawk came Frost in, decided like, to redeem himself... I could forgive him this transgression. Because he's like, he didn't know Tiger Star in life. No, never. He didn't. Like the fact, like Tiger Star is like presenting what he want, what Hawkfrost wants to see. And it's almost funny because he like almost forgot <laughs> when he was talking to uh, Brambleclaw uh, that Hawkfrost was there. Yeah. <laughs> and was oh, like, right, Hawkfrost was like, oh, I'm not born in the clan. And like, it, it it's, it's, you can tell that Tiger Star Hawkfrost is just kind of like a fun bonus. He's really after Brambleclaw. Brambleclaw is the one who's closest to Firestar, and, and is it's, his ticket it's, for revenge. It's insane that Brambleclaw even is giving him an inch. Oh right, it, yeah, yeah. It's he, he's 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 not giving him an inch. He's giving him a mile. He's giving him every mile. Yeah, and it's like, oh, this is good, right? Like, no, dude. This is not going to make you a better cat because he was a very, very bad cat who did a lot of very bad things. <sighs> if he was, like, having, like, these secret rendezvous with, like, just Hawkfrost and Hawkfrost is like, man, I have this, like, great mentor, but I can't tell you about him. I only see him in my dreams, but, you know, I love hanging out with you as a brother. Um, also, my mentor has these suggestions for you. And he was like, oh, who's this, like, mysterious, like, powerful? Yeah. Uh, cool. The leader I've never heard of. Like... Maybe, but the fact that he's there, you are aware, and you have been present. Yeah. Because we, we talked about you him you know, becoming kind of disenfranchised with some of the people that he loved and who, you know, so that's why he was going to his brother. But going to his father, there's no excuse for that. Genuinely not. Like, nothing he has gone through recently, like, none of it, because everyone else in, in ThunderClan has gone through similar. Yeah. And they're not like, hmm, who's the most evil guy I could meet in my dreams? Right, Fernclaw has lost, like, three children in the past few months. Like, she's not, 
She hasn't snapped yet. No. She has every reason to. Oh, yeah, well, that's uh that's probably where we'll get today. If you are, guys, if you're ready to snap. <laughs> um you can follow us on Twitter or on Instagram at WCWITcast. Or you can send us an email at wcwitcast at gmail.com. Thank you to everyone who has sent like cat fact suggestions or messaged us or sent us emails. You guys are the best. Um, we're really trying to get better at replying. We know we've been falling behind, but um, you know, life does happen, but we do very much appreciate everyone who does reach out and yes. we will do our best to reply back, even if it's not in a timely manner. Um and so never hesitate to reach out. Um uh and uh, if you want to help out the podcast, one way you can do that is to share it with a friend. Be like, hey, this is, this is awesome. It's a double whammy. On one side, you get to learn about the coolest, like, real-life person ever. And hear about the absolute worst fictional cat possible. <laughs> and you can pick if I'm talking about Tiger Star or Blind Broke Claw. Like, you, I, or follow maybe High Frost, I'm talking about him. Yeah, follow your heart. You pick which one. You choose your own adventure here. Um <laughs> And yeah, just share it with a friend you think might enjoy it, uh, whether they're into warrior cats or not. And yeah, thank you so much for listening. Because I'm Ember Hart. And I'm Tangleton. And this has been Warrior Cats. What is that?